Data Stories is supported by Tableau Software, helping people see and understand their data. Get answers from interactive dashboards wherever you go. For your free trial, visit Tableau Software at tableausoftware.com slash datastories. Data Stories 45, and I'm in New York in the same room with Enrico, <laughs> which is amazing. It's amazing. We converted our my office uh, to a studio. Yeah, I'm pretty so excited. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, I'm super stressed out, but I won't go into detail. But um, just, I, I'll you just stressed say stressed out in New York. How yeah, come? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We had ambitious plans for very ambitious interactive installations, and these things are tough, but um, we're getting there. Yeah, good. Yeah. Anyways, uh, we're here, and we said we need to use the opportunity to have to somebody on the show we have wanted to have for, for a very long time, and that's Nick Felton, and he's sitting actually right in the middle here between us. Hi, Nick. Hey, Nick. Welcome hey. to hey, the guys. show. Great to have you. It's great to be here. Yeah. 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 It was about time. It was about yeah. time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> So for those of you who don't know, Nick is sort of famous, first of all, and mostly for his um, personal annual reports. He's been doing now for almost a decade. And yeah, I it's a good calling card. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like a nice package. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shows persistence. <laughs> stubbornness. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sort of stubbornness, that's right. And um, yeah, they started off as sort of a, a little design idea, I guess, and developed a life of their, their own. Is that right? Yeah. Somehow yeah. I get to hang out with talented people like you, whereas I was just a, you know, a generalist <laughs> graphic designer yeah. 10 years ago yeah. making naive pie charts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it was a side project, basically, it like a holiday project, or how did it get started? You know, it's just uh, one in a string of little things I would throw at the wall. Mm -hmm. I had I had Felter on the website since maybe 1999, and I was always doing little things like here's a typeface or some photography, mm -hmm. and it came out of this, you know, a common tradition of people wanting to wrap up their year and make a thing oh, that yeah, encapsulates yeah. it, and then move fresh into the next year. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And the internet liked the direction it was going in, and sort of patted me on the back and said, that's cool. Yeah. And no one had really cared about the other things I'd done, so I decided to stick with it. <laughs> yeah. Let's good do strategy. one thing yeah. right. Yeah. 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 And so the reports for you, they summarize the year in data mostly, right? So you're self-surveying yourself and, yeah. and the people you're surrounded with and well, track say, a lot of information. Yeah, I'd say the first three were on just... They're, they were opening my eyes to what all the, all the data that we generate about our mm -hmm. lives. And mm -hmm. so the first one was kind of an archaeological endeavor where I looked back at mm -hmm. what, I, what I incidentally recorded about my year. Mm -hmm. And then the next two were like, oh, it'd be cool to know how many beers I drank. Yeah. Yeah. Or <laughs> it would be great to know how many miles I traveled mm -hmm. um, or how many coffees I drank. And then after that, I started getting a little bit more thematic. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, it's not just the scope of everything that's knowable. It's the ways sometimes in which you track it or having a point of view about it. So uh, in 2008, I thought, you know, miles are something that's really interesting. It's something we all do. We all travel. Mm -hmm. uh, we all walk and, you know, drive and fly somewhere. But 
at the end of the year, this is going to amount to something different for everyone. So even if I could just figure out the number of miles that I traveled in the year, like that's a fingerprint for me. Yeah. And I'd, be, I'd been doing it for three years then. I thought that was significant. And I was like, oh, maybe I'll take a year <laughs> off and the report will just be a number and yeah. that's it. But then there were too many juicy little, you know, <laughs> alleyways to go down and exploring that. Um, and so it turned into a whole thing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, mm-hmm. and then in 2009, I thought, you know, I, I spent a lot of my own energy trying to track this year. Yeah. I'm going to ask other people to tell me what I'm doing and see if like that, that knowledge of experience could amount mm-hmm. to something interesting. And that one was really cool. And uh, in 2010, my father passed away, and I had all these questions about his life. And so, by looking through his affects when he passed away, I was able to like tell a pretty rich story of his life. Mm-hmm. And so, it's just been going on and on with like finding these little um, these little angles mm-hmm. on ways to to get at my behavior. And and like you said, it's also been it's not just been telling my life in more detail. It's been encompassing the people around me. And I mm-hmm. think that's you know. I think that's kind of a common data story mm-hmm. is that the the more you try and get at one thing, the more it starts to rope in yeah. other things around you, whether mm-hmm. it's other data sets or mm-hmm. with the individual, it's other people. And certainly in like a security state, it's mm-hmm. obvious that like you're not just interested in one person, you're interested yeah. in the person one and two hops mm-hmm. over from them. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, to me, the reports are really a really long term up performance. <laughs> That's how I see them because they raise all these questions and they show all these different ways you can collect data, uh, show all these ways how the data is so in, you know, it doesn't really tell you all that much and at the same time it's so revealing and, yeah. you know, it's... Uh, Especially so if it's about yourself, right? Exactly. Because you are, I mean, you can really judge the quality of whatever comes mm-hmm. out of this process because yeah. you know exactly. Yeah, and it's also, you know, for my part it is a a performance or like an act of restraint and perseverance as well. Oh, like yeah, when course. I had these cards that I had to give to strangers that I talked to, yeah. you know, and I remember like a really drunk guy I was talking to at a bar <laughs> and he probably had no recollection of what happened, but the yeah. rules said if yeah. I had a significant conversation with him, yeah. I had to give him one of these cards. So I was just right. like, I have to give you this. <laughs> and I ran off. Run away. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or my dentist after having a conversation right. with him right. and, you know, yeah. I'm pretty good at like staying in this world where people know what I do and to to break that wall into people like the normals mm-hmm, who are yeah. not encountered with a active performance art very frequently. I think yeah, it's, yeah. it's bizarre. And do you think it was better that people were aware that you're sort of doing something strange with tracking or or were you more, more comfortable where you were doing it more for yourself and people wouldn't even realize they might show up in the report? You need you need a bit of both. I think uh-huh. it's certainly yeah. it's easier when it's people who know what's going on. Yeah, but it's also that's it's not accurate to just stick with that pool of people. Right. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just yeah. curious. Uh, I have a question that is similar to what you just said. I'm curious. I guess that by tracking so much data about yourself, you might actually have changed your behavior during the years. So I'm curious to hear. Um, did you notice any change in behaviors by the mere fact that you are tracking more of your own life? Um, yeah, I mean, so I, I, I'm not trying to optimize my behavior or anything, but certainly yeah. the the weight of these these tracking experiments does have an impact. And last year, I was trying to keep track of all the conversations I had, which meant, you know, for any interaction, I would write a little synopsis of it, and it made me dumber. 
So <laughs> just having to remember this, like yeah. what was going on at all times, mm-hmm. I think I was probably less productive, less interesting to talk to last year. <laughs> and I'm really glad that that burden has passed. Because in a way, it's a tool for self-discovery, right? And the more you discover things about yourself, mm. the more you are affected by that. Sure. So I think that's, that's the a really interesting thing, like The observation changes the object. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I try and set up these experiments to like imbue my life with better behaviors. Uh-huh, and uh-huh. so um, certainly that lens, like if something if something happens, the lens is like, oh, that would be cool for the annual report. Like yeah, I remember yeah, yeah. Uh, the Secret Service showed up once at my office and they were looking for, <laughs> yeah, for like a, a check forger. Oh, wow. And so first reaction was, oh shit, Secret Service is here. Second is, this is going in the annual report. <laughs> this, is, this is something interesting that happened. Yeah. yeah. And it would it would compel me to try and do more interesting things. Like if I got an invitation to go to a party like deep in Queens where I might not normally go, I'd be like, you know, you get this bird's eye view of like of my map, of my behavior. This is gonna be an outlier. This is gonna be something that mm-hmm. that pushes me out of the norm. And you know, I don't know if without that sort of God's eye view of your own behavior, if mm-hmm. that's always such a, such a force. Um, I see that like with my, um, when I go running in my neighborhood, um, I, I have a natural desire to like always want to like walk, run down different streets that mm-hmm. I haven't been down. Mm-hmm. And then when I like pull in all my moves data and I visualize it, mm-hmm. I can see, oh, there's a block there that I've never <laughs> been down. Yeah. I got to go there. You need to go. Yeah. super interesting. Yeah. 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 Yeah, but do you think that in a way this could actually be applied on a on a large scale, or it's something that can be on, only done? I mean, so my question is more: mm-hmm. Do you think can we imagine the future a future not too far from here from now, where it would be much much easier to to do exactly the same thing, but on a much larger scale for everyone? Yeah, I mean, I think that data exists for most people. Like pretty granular location data is out there mm-hmm. um, for everyone. It's just not. People haven't really cracked the nut of like why you should mm-hmm. care about it, mm-hmm. um, and people have a lot of concerns in their life, right? They're trying to optimize That's- for very different things besides walking down a block <laughs> in Brooklyn that you haven't been down before. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's. So, I think it's kind of a magical, interesting experience, but it doesn't like make your grocery bill less or get mm-hmm. you to a place mm-hmm. faster. Mm-hmm. And those are those are problems that. Maybe people, people are not work on. <laughs> too happy to learn too much about themselves. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean that's that's a question I ask myself in with some of the tools that I build. Like you know, um, what are, what are most people's lives like? Do they? Um, I'm I'm fortunate. I get to travel a lot, but um, I don't know what the average experience is. Like, how mm. often do people leave leave their city um, and go <laughs> or take vacations? Um, certainly from a mapping perspective, that makes things a bit more interesting and um, creates that narrative. Yeah, and I'm also wondering, I mean, one can also imagine to provide his own data for free to, to others to observe. Did you ever th- think about it? I did think about <laughs> that. I, th- I thought one year I would have like an open source one where mm-hmm. I would provide my data. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I think it would. I think it would be used for evil. I don't yeah. think people would use it to like find interesting things. I think they would either like yeah. um, just try and find loopholes or embarrassing things yeah. in the data. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. it's and maybe that's and not again, the case. Yeah. But like the fact that that could exist yeah. um, 
makes makes me not want to do it. Or I would like anonymize it and yeah, put it out in yeah. some other set. But yeah. and again, it's, it's also data about others. Like you are the oh, fixed yeah, point. Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, then yeah, sure. around you, you know, are all these other people. And I think that's that's yeah. the main problem really and the main responsibility that well, sure, you're tracking yourself, but also all the other people to some yeah. degree. And yeah, yeah, once you put that out there, it's it's gonna be tricky. Yeah. yeah. In yeah. in one annual report that was actually two years of data, I listed every single place yeah. that I went over those two years. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, there's a there's a potency to that data that declines over time, right? So yeah. you're really protective of your current location, and very few people mm -hmm. broadcast that all the time. Yeah. But I think for your location history, yeah. it's lost its potency, and we don't care about it as much. And so I was interested in seeing, would a list of every single place that I went over these two years have, you know, would I have concerns about publishing it? And there were, there were two places that I was like, you know what? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm probably fine telling people that I went to these places, but I just don't want it in print look in a format yeah. that will be around <laughs> till I die. It's a very interesting exercise to yeah. think about yeah. the data traces that you leave every day and mm. what part of it is, is actually... What would you like to preserve as being yeah, private? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I mean, things lose their potency and other things gain potency, right? Like, <laughs> you don't care about, you know those photos that you had on Facebook during college, but uh -huh. then five years later, they've, be, <laughs> they they've become radioactive, yeah. Oh, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I mean, that's a big critique also about mass surveillance, let's say coming from NSA or so, that mm -hmm. you won't know, now today we won't know what might be important in five years to look up about us, you know? And yeah, so yeah. there might be like narratives constructed, you know, in hindsight that, and then people always find evidence for, you know, whatever they are looking for and things like this. And yeah. And so I think it's very hard to make that call right now. What's what's the data I want to keep private? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because you don't know what's what's going on in five years. So. Yeah, yeah. How, how do you think about like your self surveillance in you know now in the view of the Snowden revelations and the mass surveillance discussions? Yeah. Is there is it like totally different? Is there some overlap? Is it like you know how, how, how's well, your position there? I haven't. I haven't. I haven't considered the intersection between the government and my data that much, but as someone who is trying to make products to help people leverage their own personal data mm -hmm. and even like capture stuff that might not be captured in other places, um, there you really have a much larger burden to provide value. Mm -hmm. It can't just be like, this is cool because, um, you know, this data maybe didn't exist before, and now it does exist, so it may be accessible by the government, and it may come to harm you. Mm -hmm. um, but then there's the other side of it where, you know, I think, I think we're having this conversation about many things, um, you know, both the dystopian and the utopian versions of things right, because it is right. powerful. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And there's certainly the cases where, you know, you could go to jail based on your location data, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. But, also, yeah, yeah, but all, yeah, yeah. it could also be an alibi. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Um, and yeah. So my my girlfriend was was pulled over for speeding uh -huh. um, earlier this year, and she was by herself. And um, my response was, "Damn it! If I'd been in the car with you, I'm well enough instrumented that we could find out yeah. what speed you were going." Exactly. Exactly. Good point. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. Very yeah. interesting. Yeah. But she got off. So yeah. She didn't have to go to jail. <laughs> Very good. So I'm curious to hear, how, how do you actually track your data in practice? How many different channels? How do you do it in practice? You use devices? 
or your own app, either. Yeah. So I mean, it, it varies year to year. Um, last year, some of it I was getting for free. It was all I was interested in communication data. So a lot of it is just being saved by virtue of using those services like SMS and email and Facebook chat. Um, and then for the, the hard stuff, the stuff that was really juicy to me because no one else has it, that's where I had to come up with a methodology for tracking communication and nonverbal exchanges. Uh-huh. And um, uh, I use an app called Fulcrum that I think is kind of intended for surveying a city. So basically you set up a survey and it's uh-huh. geolocated. Um, so you get the, the metadata of like a timestamp and a location for free. Mm-hmm. And then you can make a survey and I had optimized it with a bunch of choices. And so I could very quickly enter in like what my greetings were. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, they've changed their pricing so it really doesn't make sense to use that product anymore. Okay, um, yeah. And I released an app called Reporter that could actually like do a great job yeah. of that now. Um, but this year, I'm interested in the state of the market for surveillance objects and apps. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm using a combination of, of physical devices like a Nike Fuel Band and a Basis Band and a uh-huh. Fitbit, uh-huh. Uh, my phone, which is tracking location. I have my computer instrumented with rescue time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have a breathalyzer that I use. Oh, yeah, well, right. <laughs> I have a, a module in my car that keeps track of the car. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, so, this year has been the high tech. It's the most high tech. Yeah, this is all the yeah. stuff that people have. And right. so, I want to see like between all these different fragmented bits that don't really know about each other, can I weave this into something that mm-hmm. has the richness mm-hmm. of the reports where I set out to get? A set of data, mm-hmm. and I think it's going to be pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, <laughs> there's one story that I'm already itching to tell, which is <laughs> that I wear I wear the Fitbit and the Basis like, you know, whenever they have batteries, I'm wearing okay. them. So yeah. most of the time when I sleep, I wear them, and they keep track of steps. Yeah. But then the Fitbit I keep in my pants pocket, uh-huh. so it's kind of a it's a pants detector now. <laughs> so if I look at if I look at the time from like first step to in one of the other devices nice. to time and first yeah. step of the yeah. Fitbit, yeah. I actually will know how long it takes me between getting out of bed and right. putting my right. pants on. Right. I'll actually yeah. know how far it is, like how many miles did I walk? Pantlessly. Yeah. <laughs> Pantlessly. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So I like to think of the Fitbit as a pants detector. Yeah. yeah. It's a great example of how like two simple things, once you get yeah. the information together, yeah. you know, in the difference, suddenly a third thing. Emerges, exactly. Right? So they become together a pants detector. Yeah. 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 And I can also do a phone detector because uh-huh. I have uh, moves tracking steps. Yeah. And so if I have steps mm-hmm. where the phone isn't a part of it, I know mm-hmm. like it was sitting on my desk or something else. Yeah. 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 And and if you would only use one of them, you would trust them blindly, right? But now right, that right. you use three like moves and the two physical yeah, yeah. devices, you understand also, I guess, how how flaky they are, probably. Yeah, yeah. Or and it's just um, I like to compare them to Tamagotchis. Uh-huh. You, you remember yeah. those digital pets? Sure. So you had to like yeah, keep yeah, them yeah, fed yeah, yeah, and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so <laughs> physical tracking devices yeah. are Tamagotchis, right? They need to be. First, first of all, Battery with you, right? Yeah, that yeah. that's for some people is the hardest thing to just mm-hmm. remember to. Put it on or not put it in the wash. Right. Then they yeah. need to be charged with electricity. electricity. And then, then, so then you can get the data and then they need to be synced. Like you got to get it off, right? <laughs> so these really needy yeah. creatures. And I think for most people, 
the the value yeah. isn't there to yeah. really like yeah, keep so these tamagotchis alive. Side, I, yeah. I used to have a jawbone which I loved, yeah. mm -hmm. but I'm just too lazy or, or stupid to remember yeah. to charge to the batteries. Actually charge it, and, and then it doesn't. No, work. I, I just think you didn't you didn't care enough. Like yeah. you didn't give yeah. enough, <laughs> yeah. it didn't give you enough yeah. value. No, I think yeah. I, that's the thing. The, the thing of value value is a, is a, a very important aspect here yeah. because you keep caring of these things. Only if, if they provide a lot of value. I think there is a sort mm -hmm. of mm -hmm. threshold yeah. there, right? If there is enough value, you don't take care of them. Right? Exactly. Right. And your phone yeah. has the same demands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But your yeah. phone has yeah, yeah, proved it's, it's worth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. True. Yeah. it's yeah. true. It's a tough world out there it's a for, for these little <laughs> creatures. Yeah. yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the um, ones that survive are the ones that are on your phone at the moment. Right. Or I think, I think the watch will do pretty well, the Apple Watch, because yeah. it will yeah. also like... Your communication device, yeah, and sure. you'll see your Instagram likes and your tweets and things on it, and yeah. those are giving you enough value that even though it's tracking your heartbeat, you're like, I don't know what that's good for. Yeah, it's yeah, kind of yeah. interesting, and you wouldn't keep it alive on its own. But mm, mm. yeah, but in a few years, we will find it quite funny that we would have a dedicated step track. You yeah, know, that, that's what I'm that's, wondering. It sounds yeah. like it, a funny idea. Is it, is the future more on integrating everything yeah, on one device I think or? So. Yeah, maybe. Or like super distributed, yeah. everything. Or super everything distributed, and then yeah. Everything know, gets right? synced with everything, yeah. and there you go. Or <laughs> <laughs> just in us, right? Yeah. Injections. Yeah. 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 So how much uh, stuff you collect about... Are you also collecting bio things, biosensors? Do you have anything like that? So this, so you this, watch, keeps, this watch keeps heartbeat. Yeah. Let's see how nervous I am right now. I'm at about <laughs> 60, so... Uh -huh. I'm okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and it also has uh, galvanic skin response, so how sweaty okay. you are, yeah. and skin temperature. So it's, okay. a, it's a pretty oh, good, nice. it's, it's pretty pretty good lie detector. Yeah. 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 How is it called again? This one's called Basis. Oh, Basis. Um, there's a second gen out. Um, but I think most of the watches that do fitness tracking uh -huh. are now, uh -huh. like Fitbit has ones that also do the heart rate stuff. Mm -hmm. um, it's pretty common. I just don't know that anybody's doing anything that interesting with okay. heart, heart rate. It's kind of a like, because you can, uh -huh. um, you do, but. Yeah. Mm. But is it not running that comes, like, Yeah, like, but sometimes it'll say, my heartbeat's like really high, and yeah. then it'll, Drops you know again. you know how with music, you can be like, is this 120 BPM yeah, or 60 BPM? And I think it gets, <laughs> yeah, I think it gets confused sometimes, and it like flops down. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I think this was, there was this project from Jen Lo. She was sharing her heart her heartbeat heartbeat for a yeah. while. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is it still active? I don't remember. Uh, it could be. We, we it should look be. it up. Yeah. 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 And another thing I wanted to ask you have you ever tried one of these devices to track? Um, I think there are some sort of bands that you can put on your heads right now and, and they tell you how much focused you are or stuff uh -huh. like that. I think that's really interesting. That one I I'm always tried. struggling with focus, so that would be something that would be really <laughs> much interested yeah. because it's so hard to gain focus today. Mm -hmm. so I think we, you we might, might have to much get punished if we Yeah, exactly. Like, little yeah. Like, um, yeah. Well, I think there's a proxy for that on the computer, which is rescue time. So oh, yeah, that, sure, of that course. keeps track of... Yeah. Certainly, how distracted you are, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, by keeping yeah. track of the apps that you use and the websites you visit, and so I think that that score for me certainly um, it pulls pretty close to my focus mm -hmm. or my stress level. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Well, how how do you integrate these reflections into your daily life? Like, are you only reviewing the year after it's done and then you go deep, yeah. or is it like 
I mean, you could also sit down every evening or sit down every <laughs> weekend. No, I'm just thinking, yeah. like, if it's, like, worthwhile to, you know, look back on your data of, yeah. and, and, like, reflect I think on what, what's your hunch? I think it's ultimately too much. Yeah. And for what, what I'm interested in, which is not behavior change, but is mm. capturing a story and right. natural behavior, like, I'm trying mm. to... You know, be the the wilderness photographer who's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. here is Nicholas Felton in his natural state. <laughs> um, so I want them to intrude as little as true, possible true. on me, yeah, and then yeah. at the end of the year, I can look at it mm -hmm. and try and mm -hmm. see if there's, you know, I'm just as interested in this is a cool correlation as this is a funny story right, right, or yeah. you know. This But you're more like the tracking is project one and like. Yeah. Analysis and presentation. Project number yeah. two, and it comes afterwards. Yeah. January first, I take the day off. Right. January second, yeah, I dig into all that data. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Wow. And yeah. so now, oh, actually, I just realized in two weeks, basically, you will have done your last measurement, right? Yes. Yeah. So, wow, yeah. That's a big, yeah. I know. Big thing. Yeah. Wow. Because yeah. the last report, tenth edition. This is it. Twenty fourteen, tenth edition. Yeah. So that's going to be the last one, right? Yeah. I'm. I'm gonna retire from making these <laughs> making these books, yeah. and uh, and then hopefully reproduce them in a nice sort of like coffee table book and put yeah, some process in there. Yeah. Yeah, do yeah, some yeah. meta analysis. I, I don't know. So. There's a That'll few more years the ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then in 10 years you can do like a you know come back for another report. You know? <laughs> or yeah, and you're broke or something. Or I can have you a know? kid <laughs> and I can just track <laughs> oh, <yeah>. it. <laughs> perfect. Yeah. It's perfect for tracking because. <laughs> <laughs> they yeah. hold still and no problem. Exactly. Yeah. I know where they're going. So it's the only other, other human being that you can track without asking, without yeah. problems. Yeah. You can just embed <laughs> stuff on that. And there is actually, like, in the whole quantified self community, of course, there's also, especially for toddlers or babies, yeah. you know, there's a lot of tracking going on. There's yeah. like dedicated apps and sensors or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So. And I think um, I've it's heard stories. during pregnancy already. You know? Really? Oh, yeah, yeah sure. sure. Absolutely. Like, of course. All the time. Yeah. <laughs> You can, uh, <laughs> yeah. I've heard that some parents will sort of exchange access to children's location data for a cell phone. Oh, wow. so like that's that's really? the bargain. The, the you get a cell phone, but oh, wow. you know you need to be broadcasting your right. location to yeah. me. So and then we both benefit. <laughs> yeah. 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 Wow. 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 Yeah. Or everyone is super anxious. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah, and people start to like, can you take my phone somewhere else because I want to meet this, you yeah, know, that's guy scary. or something? It's scary. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly one of these borders again. Like, is it okay if parents survey their the kids with a cell phone, right? To some degree, probably. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Interesting. I well, think it's kind of taken for granted, right? Yeah. I mean, that's why it's, like, for, yeah. well, it's like, that's why it's know. a big brother state. It's yeah, not like yeah. a mother or father mm -hmm. state, right? Because mm -hmm. there it's just expected that they're going to be snooping <laughs> that's on clear you. Anyways, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But if they, like, Yeah, if they have the tools to really do full digital surveillance, it's quite intrusive, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's tough. So let's take a short break to talk about our sponsor. Um, as you know, Data Stories is supported by Tableau Software, helping people see and understand their data. Tableau lets people connect to any kind of data and visualize it on the fly. Databases, spreadsheets, and even big data sources are easily combined into interactive visualizations, reports, and dashboards. What is your data trying to tell you? For your free trial, visit Tableau Software at tableausoftware.com slash datastories. And now back to the interview. 
And will you like maintain your apps as well? Is that something you want to continue, or like now you have Reporter? Yeah, definitely. Um, Datum is kind of limping along. We're mm. hoping to rejuvenate it mm -hmm. um, next year at some point. Cool. Um, I would like to give it an API, yeah. and I think that would make it pretty yeah. useful. Yeah. And uh, Reporter is cranky along. Um, we've been working on a roadmap for mm -hmm. next couple iterations of that. And um, yeah, there's one other thing I'm working on that will hopefully see the light of day, maybe in the spring. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Very yeah. nice, very nice. Yeah. Still How connected to tracking? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. You'll see it and you'll go, oh, that, <laughs> makes, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. So yeah. another thing I wanted to ask you is more about how do you actually create the books? Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, there's a lot of hair so pulling. I think for, for, yeah. First of all, how did you come up with the idea of creating a book rather than just publishing this thing on the web? Right. Um, so I put the first one, the 2005 annual report, was just a bunch of JPEGs online. And so I heard this feedback that people liked it. And even some people were saying, I want to do this myself. And because mm. I don't think you get that many great ideas in, in mm -hmm. your career, yeah. I decided I wanted this I wanted this one to be attached to me. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I thought that's it's fine if other people want to do that. That supports my my thinking that this is interesting. But I'm gonna one up them and I'm gonna make a printed one. And mm -hmm. so that was 2006. I started to print it. And um, you know, they started off pretty pretty naive. They were all just spreadsheet based, and um, all the maps were initially made by by hand. Um, the scaling and positioning of the dots. Um, I was even, I think, in two thousand seven, I even traced the entire street uh, map of Manhattan because I had yeah. this vision of I just wanted like thin vector lines for the entire uh, street map. Yeah. So I just got Google Maps. So you did and it by just, hand. Yeah, I just traced oh, the man. whole thing. Yeah, but that um, was before OpenStreetMap, probably. Yeah. Uh, I think OpenStreetMap might have existed, but. I wasn't aware of it, mm. or maybe it wasn't even that complete. It could be. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. And yeah, 2008, I definitely took advantage of OpenStreetMap and getting PDFs from there. Mm -hmm. And then I think for a couple of years back then, people had been saying, oh, if you, if you learn processing, oh boy, you should learn <laughs> yeah. processing. Yeah. You know, you know. <laughs> I was like, I'm not a, I'm not a coder. Right. People can do really cool stuff, yeah. but yeah. it's just not for me. And um, So you're, sorry, your background is what? Is it's in graphic design. Uh, graphic design? Um, okay. Yeah. Print and so a when you bit started this, stuff. you you were not able to program yet. No, okay. not till um, that's really interesting. Till two thousand nine, um, that's the first year that has some processing projects in it. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. And I guess I decided, I don't know what the impetus was, but I found a person in New York who um, taught processing at SVA. And I wanted him to organize a public class so that I could mm -hmm. learn. And he offered, <laughs> I think I like tweeted about it and got some interest. Um, and I think we had like six or seven people showed up. And he did a first class for free where he introduced us to like the live drawing stuff and the random function. And um, and I thought it was great, but no one no one wanted to take the class after that <laughs> except for me. Um, but he was he was uh, really kind and let me just like keep following up with him on the weekends and asking him questions. Mm -hmm. And between him and the Dan Schiffman book, um, oh yeah, yeah, um, the Orange Processing yeah. book, yeah, like, that's a really nice that one. really yeah, yeah. just got me going. And um, you know, uh, some of it is just understanding how the system works, and then there's other little like boilerplate. Bits. Oh yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah, I think I still rely on this one split function <laughs> for turning a 
a CSV into a 2D array yeah, of numbers. And I'm like, yeah, sure. I, I probably still couldn't write that thing, but <laughs> I just copy and paste yeah, it, and copy and paste it and reuse it. Yeah. yeah. And it's, you know, it's, yeah. it's fail proof. Yeah. That, that's really yeah. interesting because quite often we got the question of whether in order to do this, you, you should be able to code. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm glad that you are telling this story because I think <laughs> me and Moritz were always saying, well, Yes, you can do it without coding, but if you code, it's much better. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And probably learning how to code in order to do these things is not that hard. You, you don't have to become a, a software engineer, right? You have yeah. to learn enough to be able to build uh, your visualizations. That yeah. is not yeah. extremely hard. And I think for certainly, I mean, processing is what I use and um, you know, it works for me because it outputs to PDF and I need mm. oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, in vectors. And, um, yeah, there are just a couple of like pathways to, to getting stuff on screen that once you've done it, like making a map, yeah. um, like that's easy and yeah. getting your data in. And, and you can reuse lots of code, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, I, 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 I use um, databases now. So I use the, what's it called? Like the it's Bezier SQL library or something mm -hmm. for processing. Mm -hmm. And that allows me to to use more robust queries there yeah, sure. um, on a little local server. but. Uh, otherwise, it's just sometimes it's object oriented, sometimes it's just procedural yeah, and exactly. bang it out. And <laughs> yeah. it yeah, does that's the nice thing about yeah. processing you can take an isolated snippet and it will just yeah. work. You know, you don't, yeah. you don't need to build all these structures around yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it's important to remove this huge wall that people yeah. have in front of them and, and yeah. actually send this message that is not that hard. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you don't have to build a complex. The, the Dentrifman yeah. book is a great tip. I think yeah, we should exactly. link the Dentrifman yeah, yeah. yeah. because yeah. he's yeah. really great at getting people started. Yeah. The other thing I He's think everybody teacher. should learn about is typography. Typography. And it's like the, yeah, it's the, maybe the I most underestimated totally skill. <laughs> so I'm here to yeah, learn. Yeah. No, I never yeah. heard anybody like traditional data visualization actually talk about typography. Oh, yeah. And it's so important, like, you know, little differences in typography mm -hmm. can make such a difference in, in, oh, yeah. in like how well something works. <laughs> you I mean, know? When, when people like, started paying me to do mm -hmm. graphs, for their magazines. Right. I thought that the only real added value I brought was maybe some interesting colors, but <laughs> nice typography, like stuff yeah. that they couldn't do in Excel, uh -huh. and that that was what I was getting paid for. Wow. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so when I have taught data viz, there's always, you know, we've always got to spend at least an hour or two just on like typographic conventions, mm -hmm. like know your M dashes and don't use hyphens here and mm -hmm. um, typographic selection. but. It makes such a difference. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Also, how to establish hierarchies of importance. You know, yeah, it's yeah. all very fundamental to book design or magazine style designs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's also super important to information design, and data grid visualization systems. Mm -hmm. um, I think also authorship, like being able, being in a position where you can change the wordsmithing of things uh -huh, to to work yeah. better or to fit better right. is also really. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 The whole really massaging, valuable. the yeah. massaging activities, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, like putting it into shape, and yeah. that's really right. Yeah. And it's it's kind of the difference too between building, you know, building a system where mm -hmm. it has to be bulletproof, and mm -hmm. you're like, I need a solution here for when I have a 100 character label and yeah. it's going to truncate uh -huh, uh -huh. or get yeah, smaller. Yeah, 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 yeah. Versus, you know what? This is this is the only instance mm -hmm. of this visualization that's going to exist, and. I'm just going to type in a shorter name here, and it will be fine. Or use an acronym, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's true. Like this, yeah. yeah. Solving one design, you know, instance really well. That's also something like 
you do in typography. Like yeah. you yeah. set one page. Yeah. yeah. And I, th I think also uh, in the, the typography hierarchy thing, mm -hmm. I've always, I've always thought of the data viz as, you know, it's coming kind of out of like a logo mm -hmm. design tradition where mm -hmm. in a logo you're you're working on all the contrasts that people see and trying to move their eye around, right? And so if the contrast is wrong in one place, people's eyes get stuck. And oh, so yeah, right. if you can have the most beautiful visualization and then you go to label it and you mm -hmm. put on some clunking type and all of a sudden the entire texture of the page is ruined oh, yeah, and you yeah, can't yeah, see yeah. you can't see what you want to draw people's eyes to anymore. Right, right, yeah. right. Yeah. Let's say, I mean, it's always difficult how to, you know, tell people how to start from scratch, but are there any resources where you say, like, this is a great, like, primer on how to get started on, on typography, or how, how would you, let's say somebody's interested, but yeah. not capable yet, like, how can they improve? I am yeah. one of those. <laughs> there's some, there's some really good books, I think, about face. I don't know if it's in print mm -hmm. anymore, but that's a, it's a really nice overview of mm -hmm. typography, mm -hmm. but, um. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if there's just like a a thin little book yeah, that would yeah. that would do that introduction. And so much of it is about typographic texture. Like you can really get into the weeds in typography very mm. quickly. Like people mm. don't need to know like what you know the aperture of a G is called, right? Yeah. Uh -huh. Or yeah. need to know the differences between different families of typefaces. Right. But uh -huh. thinking about you know, I'm going to set this label and sort of spaced out all caps because that's going to be easier on the eye than mm -hmm. something that's like a tightly fitted upper and lowercase mm -hmm. label that mm -hmm. is going to have more jagginess yeah, and yeah. is mm -hmm. going to be like a little bit more like over here, look at me guys. Yeah, um, right. And that stuff I haven't really seen discussed that mm -hmm. much. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it is common sense once you start looking for it, like, you know, it's, yeah. it's like one of these things, like. Once you're aware of all the differences that, that exist, you see them everywhere. Yeah. yeah. And so much of it is just my, my pickiness about things. You know, I'm always <laughs> going to be looking at, you know, what, how are the numbers handled in uh -huh. this typeface? And yeah. I remember I've, I've fallen in love with the way that certain numbers were, um, were rendered in one typeface, but the percent sign was terrible. Yeah. So I redrew <laughs> the percent sign <laughs> and just flopped it in <laughs> everywhere. Um, or this year I used... I think you you've latched onto this typeface as well, input right, by Font right. Bureau, which yeah. is which just gorgeous. Really like, yeah. yeah, but I had a bunch of titles at the top of the page, mm -hmm. and the the kerning on the proportional version of the typeface mm -hmm. is it gets kind of kind of iffy at larger sizes, and so I had to copy out all the titles into one document and then like manually yeah space, um, them, all. space them all out. Yeah, kern <laughs> yeah. everything and then print it and mark it up. Space it again, print it, <laughs> and just to get it right, because I knew yeah. that it, if it came back from the printer and there was one like you know V hanging out too mm -hmm. far, mm -hmm. drive me nuts. <laughs> so. But I think so. My impression is that in, in visualization there is a tradition. There is a tradition by which there is not a lot of discussion how to use labels or text properly. Mm. There is a lot of emphasis on how to encode information through graphical marks, yeah. colors, and Shape, all the rest. Yeah. Yeah. But I've never seen, even in the best books out there, yeah. there is not a proper discussion of, of text, right? How yeah. do you actually label this data? How do you use text? Mm -hmm. And it's crucial. It's, yeah. it's literally <laughs> crucial, right? So yeah. you get a simple scatter plot, mm -hmm. and you add a few labels. It makes a huge difference, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's not easy. Sometimes it's not easy to mm. choose uh, how to label, what to label when mm -hmm. you have too much data on the screen. Mm -hmm. You have to use some strategy. 
uh, and then of course the typeface and yeah. all the rest. So it's it's really I, I really have a really um, aggravating exercise that I'll do sometimes in workshops, mm-hmm. um, where I'll give students um, a U.S. map. Uh-huh. I'll say label this. Oh, yeah. and so <laughs> and you know you can. I think the. The habit is to like start on the West Coast, like oh California and <laughs> yeah. Texas. That's I can right. I can yeah. use some That's beautiful easy. typography yeah. here, yeah. and I'm like, you need to start in New England, and you yeah. need to come up with a system, right? right. So yeah. Yeah. like everything is hanging off to the left with a line, but. That's not enough, and so yeah. you're gonna have to keep like adding yeah. little iterations to your system. But mm-hmm. we don't want to wind up with just you know a custom solution like this is a 22 degree line and this is yeah, a 14 yeah, yeah, degree yeah, yeah. line. And so thinking about this systematically and like building up at the um, at the problem spots mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. a coherent system that could actually be codified and like yeah. turned into something systematic. Yeah. Yeah. And the basic tension is always, it's always great to label something in place. Like if you have a line yeah, chart, yeah. Yeah. instead of having a legend on the right hand yeah, side that exactly. is far away, yeah. you want to have the label at the highest point of the yeah. line at yeah. the peak, you know, so mm-hmm. because this is where yeah. people look and right yes, next to exactly. that, you want to see, ah, oh, that's the, uh, I don't know what. Yeah. And of course, Absolutely. labeling yeah. is connected to annotation as well. Right? Totally. Yeah. It, it so makes such a big difference. And it's a whole layer that is not very yeah. much discussed. And, and it's very hard, like the strategy I just described, you could even implement that. But what if you have two lines that are close yeah. together? And yeah. then you need a human to say, like, yeah, let's put this one on the right-hand side and this one on the left-hand side because mm-hmm. for good reason. And and I haven't seen any any really, really good implementations of these strategies. I think probably map-making is yes. where you would find the best discussion of that. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So there's all these old Imhoff papers, like a Swiss cartographer, and he, he describes these strategies. So yeah. they are like... Who does that? Imhoff is uh, he, a Swiss cartographer, and he has, like, papers on... How to position labels on maps? Like, how oh. do you how do you label a river? Like, in oh, which situations? And what oh, okay. if it makes a bend that is so tight that you would uh-huh. smear yeah. your, your yeah. letters into each other? <laughs> and there is like rules. There's like fallback strategies and like second best solutions, third best solutions. Because you know? they can't Things use like lines. That. Their yeah, entire vocabulary so, of lines yeah. is already taken. Exactly. Space yeah. is like defined. You yeah. have to sort of yeah. work on top of that. So yeah. But there's little, I think, implementations of these strategies. So I know Mike Migurski had like once something where he would like place all the labels and then fix the problems by shuffling them around and you know yeah, like there are having these few algorithms out there exactly, but it's yeah. i think it's under researched yeah. yeah it's a really Black interesting art. problem yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah it is it is <laughs> but good typography alone like without even like being super smart but just being smart about font choices and like font sizes and you know yeah. that alone and is, being is aware of perfect. the fact that this layer must be curated yeah. Right, it's not something optional, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, labeling is the thing that gives meaning to the mm-hmm. things that you see on the screen, yeah. right? And it has a voice <laughs> as well. Oh right? yeah, sure. It has a trustworthiness. Mm. It has associations mm. that people are aware of. Yeah. Do yeah. you care about completeness more or more about like highlighting, highlighting stuff? Things? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. a decision you make at this point often. Like, yeah, is everything equally important, or is it okay to just point to five of these things exactly. and say the rest is just the rest? You know? <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, and these are the editorial decisions that happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can even imagine visualizations where there is a progression, mm. where the visualization itself doesn't change, but the progression but the labeling, includes yeah. new labels, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a series of things that story. are interesting, sure. and you should, yeah. 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 Um, another thing I wanted to ask you is more 
Is there anyone out there who is doing anything similar to what you do that you like? <laughs> or maybe the answer could be no. But uh -huh. I mean, in this all quantified self uh, phenomenon or, or something else, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think some of the people who've done things that I like tend to be artists or mm -hmm. in, yeah. in that realm exclusively. So, um, yeah, people I've pointed to previously, like Sophie Kyle, I think. A lot of the like rule-driven work that she's done um, mm -hmm. has certainly been something that inspired me. Like um, she had a set of all the items that she received for her birthday in a bunch of vitrines, and that was one exhibit that she produced. Um, and I think there's there's also kind of like a like a pseudo scientific aspect to a lot of that that art that I like, or um, even obsessiveness. Um, mm -hmm. There's one I think it's. Uh, Jim Dine, he did a piece at the, the Tate Modern where they sent a bunch of people out onto the bank of the Thames mm -hmm. and they just collected, um, or no, it's Mark, it's, uh, Mark Dion. Um, they collected all the different bits that they found oh, wow. in the, in the yeah. bank and it, it spans the entire course of history. So it's like, uh -huh. it might be like pottery shards from like the 12th century and a horse's tooth from like the 1800s <laughs> and a cell phone battery from last year. <laughs> yeah. um, but they're all collected and like a taxonomy is made and they're kind of like grouped by, mm -hmm. by shape or by color and put uh -huh. in this cabinet of curiosities. Mm -hmm. And I love that just like meticulous approach to the world and try and pull stuff out. And it doesn't have to be... Um, you know, it doesn't have to be an optimization or something that comes out of it or like right. a research finding yeah, yeah. that, you know, horses teeth tend to be found next to cell phone batteries. But yeah. um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's also the other really interesting aspect, like data, it means like data means given, right? So mm -hmm. it's something and that's often assumed <laughs> that it's given to us from high above, yeah, you know, yeah. so <laughs> data was given to us. And I think in your work, you can also see how much the data collection process is like a creative act and, yes, yeah. or like an act in the world and you know it has yeah. consequences and and also there's a lot of decisions to be made like what do I even track and what does that even mean right and if you just say yeah that's a given like the numbers are there yeah. you abstract away from that whole process right? well, and tracking yeah. is it's work Right. Yeah, that's true yeah. 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 that's a really good point and actually I think that data in the past used to be like that so it used yeah. to be scientists who want to mm. Went, went to, out and yeah, collected like and butterflies. And decided exactly and, what yeah. was needed to collect in right. order to study the phenomenon, yeah. right? Yeah. It's only recently that we got into mm. this point where, where data is a given, right? Yeah, but even now, like deciding, you know, NASA deciding that like some API for, you know, exoplanets oh, yeah, should be available sure. is not, it's not yeah. free either. It's still yeah. Yeah. Um, a management process. Yeah. 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 And there are so many dead ends as well. Like I've looked through the, the NYC data repositories and mm -hmm, you can see mm -hmm. like um, this summer I was interested in finding all the water fountains uh -huh. in New York City. And it's, okay. <laughs> it, it was knowable once and uh -huh. someone had scraped it and gave okay. me that data. But, you know, it's also a massively like fluctuating thing. And perhaps the city decided, you know what, it's more trouble than it's worth. We know where they all used to be, and maybe yeah, that's, that's enough for yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but you get more sensitive, you know, for these things um, once you have collected your own data. And that's at yeah. least my yeah, yeah. 
uh, my hunch that once you went through that process of, oh man, I forgot to put on my tracker on Sunday. Now the data is not there, you know. It's, yeah, those are sad And it's days. not a zero, yeah. but it's an unknown. And that's really bad for my bar chart that I want yeah. to take. So, yeah, yeah. How, how do you deal with missing data? Like there's, I think that's yeah. one of the other big challenges. Like, is something really zero or is it just, we don't know? Like known knowns and known unknowns. Like, yeah. have you been, yeah. have you encountered that problem? How have you tackled it? Um, so last year, I, I embraced some of that unknownness mm -hmm. with the conversations where I just said, you know what, if I can get, you know, nine tenths of all interactions tracked, yep. but just That's the fine. conversations themselves is going to be some low percentage, but it's going to be, right. you know, infinite percentage more yeah. than most people have about their, yeah. their conversations. And this year relying on devices, mm -hmm. I mean... I don't think you understand like how incomplete they are until you're really <laughs> yeah, striving yeah, for yeah, completeness. Exactly. Yeah. And so, you know, this watch is always running out of batteries. Or I think at the beginning of the year there was some, you know, screw up with the software and it lost a week of my data. <laughs> yeah. And I thought oh that was God. the yeah. I thought that was the end of the world. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you know, maybe the, like the the stuff that's relying on Bluetooth that doesn't always connect. And so oh, yeah, that's going to be missing. And I think that's just the state of the world. I'm kind of interested in seeing you know, what are the most reliable ones. But there is going to be some, you know, 96% of the year was tracked. Or yeah. maybe it's 99 or maybe other ones are like 40% of the year was tracked. Like moves. Whenever I see moves off <laughs> for six hours, like that pains me yeah. as well. Or when I know that what it represents is a discrepancy from what really happened mm -hmm. and actually yeah. this is kind of like i think it's in the like can you give us some example because that's really interesting yeah well i think this is in the like 90 percent completeness world uh -huh. you get into this kind of uncanny valley mm -hmm. of like the closer it approaches accuracy the more you demand of it and the more frustrating it is <laughs> yeah. when it it's is off. incorrect yeah. Mm -hmm. so yeah sometimes it'll just like be a timeline of all my activity for the day but there'll be with one black bar of like 13 minutes off. I have no understanding of why that happened. And the fact that I had everything but 13 minutes of the day, uh -huh. particularly if it, I was moving and yeah. I can see these disconnected lines, yeah. is it's very hurtful to me. <laughs> <laughs> how, I wonder, like, how will you approach next year? Do you think you will have like a cold turkey and on, on a weekday you will go back to tracking? <laughs> or will you track yeah. like secretly but just not publish it? How well, there's always, there's always like a little data hangover that happens. Right, right. Mm. Um, yeah. So I'm actually... The emptiness. Yeah, well, I'm still... <laughs> I have to like detrain myself and train myself for a new one yeah. each year. Like this year, I won't have to train myself for a new one, right. but I also have to decide, do I want these things on my wrist still? Yeah. And yeah. I think I'm trying to take a picture of you with all the stuff. <laughs> you yeah. And my tan line from this one, <laughs> it's like a salamander skin underneath the watch. Um, so I think the Nike band will come off. Um, I don't really need that, but I like the watch, mm -hmm. um, particularly when I run. So I'm going to keep that. And actually the Fitbit that I have in my pocket, that's a legacy from 2008 oh, wow. when I was made aware of this data set, like the invisible set of my steps mm -hmm. that I thought was interesting. And wow. so at the end of the year, it like, wasn't really a cost to stop using it. Yeah. And so I just decided, you know what? Keep on. Yeah. Let's, yeah. let's keep going with this one. Mm -hmm. um, and I think the cost that I pay for continuous location tracking, which is you know 10 to 20% of my cell phone battery each day, mm. I, for me is worth it. Like mm. I'm not going to 
delete that app. So also as a casual like user, you would still keep tracking it and maybe look at it like one yeah, time. Yeah, and yeah. I still want to make tools in this world for other people to explore mm -hmm. their data. So having data of my own. So you need some testing data. Yeah. yeah. Lots and of justifications for keeping on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know. I mean, it's been a while since I've been doing visualizations of other people's data. Uh -huh. But in my world, especially working with my own data, it's always like a mirror. Like if I can see myself reflected in it, I know that I've that I've done it correctly. Yeah. And so it's almost like a testing suite for checking the effectiveness of something. Yeah. If I don't see myself in it, I know it's not really me or it's mm. not an effective visualization. And I know that's it's a lot harder when you're working with other data where you don't have that yeah, um, of course. intimacy with yeah. it, right? Yeah. Like you rely on that first it's you know, time series or like yeah. map yeah. Yeah. to like, you're like, okay, that's what it is. Yeah. And now I'm going to yeah. dive deeper in it. But yeah. your initial um, encounter with it is based on those first few visits that you right. do, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that sets your expectation for it what you're going to find. It could be very find. much fun like to track, like everybody tracks, and then you exchange data exactly. sets. Exactly. Oh, and yeah. you make sort of this sort exactly. of exploration. What can you learn? Yeah. And what yeah. were the misguided speculations? So that's a really that's interesting like, exercise. That's kind of like... Jared Thorpe did with Floodwatch, okay. where he gave the ads that he was served to mm. an Amazon Turker That's and true. had them write his biography. And right. it was all like, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. he seems to be kind of like a lonely guy based on <laughs> these ads that he sees. Yeah, 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 yeah. But again, that sort of raises sensibilities of what, yeah, what happens in between the lines and what is suggested by certain data points. Mm -hmm. Much more than if you do it for yourself, because you know the truth, and you're just looking for is the truth represented in the data. Yeah, but if you yeah. don't even know the reality, but this is so much it, missing in all the other cases, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a huge difference. Yeah, like yeah. can you do you recognize the economy or do you recognize yeah, exactly. migration right. patterns? Probably right. not, because <laughs> you're yeah. working at this higher order. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's interesting. So maybe we should have like little surveillance clubs and like little contests. Like, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> who's, the, who's the best like data detective on other people's lives? Yeah. yeah. Could have whole mystery stories, like, you know, <laughs> uh, little crime or story maybe, unfold in data. Or know? maybe it's like a bunch, it's, you know, you have four or five sets of data and you have a bunch yeah. of people visualize them all, but they're not really labeled. Yeah. And then you have to like match them up. Like I think oh, that yeah, one yeah, that's 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 the same. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, one yeah. of them is fake. You know, yeah, it's yeah. like, yeah. yeah. Oh, very nice. Yeah. <laughs> data fiction. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I think one interesting thing is this idea of benchmark data sets that they had in uh -huh. the yeah. bust challenge. We had an episode a few, yeah, yeah. few where they actually make up data sets and, yeah, and they, they create data sets that really? look real, mm -hmm. but and, and they embed the discoveries manually. Yeah. But it's not real. It's basically a synthetic yeah. data set that doesn't look synthetic. Mm -hmm. But they build a little drama advanced. that yeah. you can unravel by exploring yes. the data. So, wow. so yeah, it's, really it's very advanced. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> very advanced nerdery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> Spending your weekends yeah. like wrapping stories, you know, around data and data around stories. <laughs> yeah. No, but I think that that's important because you can f get fooled very easily with visualization, yep. right? Uh, yeah, yeah. So that's the thing. Yeah, nice. Anything else you want to? I want to ask one last thing. Then? So, yeah. if somebody wants to do anything that is similar to what you are doing, hmm. yeah, um, yeah, how, how should they do it? Yeah. yeah, how should they do it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think finding some sort of novel set of data and mm -hmm. striking out on your own, like I've. Always seen this as a little bit of like R and D and exploration. So I've I've mm -hmm. I've liked to be in this bubble 
of tracking stuff about myself that is really unknowable without just some hard work. Yeah. Um, and that, that set of things has become fewer and fewer, but um, as sensors and software has improved. Um, but I think that's where the really interesting stuff is, and that's how you become an expert. So when someone does invent that, you know, I don't know, the itches I feel sensor, yeah, okay. you're like, yeah, I am the yeah. expert okay. in this data set. Yeah, yeah, I kept yeah, track yeah, of yeah, all yeah. the different times yeah. I itched over the last year, and I have a, a story to tell that's both universal but unrecorded by anyone else. And so I think that's a good position uh, to be yeah, in. That's a really yeah. good point. Yeah. yeah. So your suggestion is start with tracking one very interesting thing that nobody else that you've never seen about. before. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. that's a good. Point. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Good. Well, great thanks conversation. Thanks for coming here and talking to us. Thanks for having me. This was very it's fun. It's been lots of fun. Yeah. Thank you. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Cheers. Thanks. Bye. Data Story is supported by Tableau Software, helping people see and understand their data. Get answers from interactive dashboards wherever you go. For your free trial, visit Tableau Software at T-A-B-L-E-A-U. Once again, T-A-B-L-E-A-U software.com slash data stories. Don't forget to put slash data stories because it's very important that they know that you're coming from us. Thanks a lot for supporting us with this. Bye.